Hey guys, you're listening to Free Your Mind. Um, I'm Donald once again. Episode 20, finally. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Come on, Benji, don't steal that from the other room. But anyway, guys, uh, we're happy to be back. Um, hope you guys listened to episode 19. It was great, um, as usual. And um, if you are not following us already, follow us on Twitter at GCR Free Your Mind, on Instagram as The Gold Coast Report, and on Facebook, The Gold Coast Report. And uh, guys, I'm really excited today because we are joined by a really special guest, and she is Jamila. How are you? Hi. How are you guys doing? <laughs> oh yeah, we're good. We're Fantastic. good. Fantastic. Yeah. And guys, it's been a while, but Benji's back. Benji, how have you been, bro? Man, I'm blessed. You're blessed. Yeah, it's good to be back, my man. You look blessed, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, Jamila, uh, how's your week been? You know, um, I know you. You know, you've not been in Ghana. For yeah. some time, so for you know a week, right? Yeah, been a little away for under, a week. Six days. Okay, six days. Yeah. How's your trip? Tell us a little bit about that. It was it was good. Um, I went to Burkina Faso for okay. some client work, okay. policy research on financial access, and um, it was actually my first real visit to Ouagadougou, which is the capital. Mm-hmm. Um, I had stepped a foot across the border before then <laughs> <laughs> when we went to uh, see the crocodiles in oh, Paga yeah, a few yeah. years ago and we just like uh, literally stepped across and came back. Uh, so it was good to be there. It was cooler than I thought it would be okay. because oh, okay. um, the weather was saying it was going to be yeah. 90 degrees Fahrenheit but, then but it was really cool but yeah. that could also be because it was air conditioned. Okay, okay, okay. I think the Burkina Bay are very friendly. Friendly, nice people. Yeah, comparing okay. them to the last trip I did for a client, I'm not mentioning the <laughs> country, but they definitely okay, way they're, they're more, nice people, way nicer. Huh? Okay. Uh, the food was familiar. Uh, the the hotel was was really nice. There's a huge swimming pool, mm, okay. and I decided to take a dip one morning. Why not? I, I, I only mean, did like, four not, laps. Man. I couldn't do more than that. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that sounds was, so good. It was huge. It's like Olympic size. Okay. Oh, wow. oh, okay. Are you a good swimmer though? I don't know. I, I know how to swim, you know, and I, I can frolic around, but I don't know if I would say I'm a good swimmer per se. Okay. Like, I would never want to find myself in the middle of the ocean. I don't know if I would have the stamina for that to tread water. Okay. Yeah. Well, Benji, how about you? You're a decent swimmer. The best. You're the really? best swimmer. I'm really? lying all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I myself, I'm, I'm just, I'm a decent, I'm an okay swimmer, actually. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. just, yeah. Throw me in the deep end and yikes. That's it. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, um, I haven't seen the, you know, crocodiles at Paga though. I need to go see them. Yeah, you get to feed them. Oh, and, yeah. And you get to sit on them. Really? Yeah. Oh, they must be docile then. Very no. gentle. So they, they believe that they're, um, it's the spirits of their ancestors who live in the, crocodiles or who are oh, the crocodiles okay, okay. so they have an agreement with the crocodiles um where the crocodiles don't harm people who come there oh. but they also do feed them right before you get to yeah, touch I them mean, so come on, man. you buy come a little on. chicken or a little chick and they okay. feed it so i guess that helps yeah, as sure. well. oh. a live chick or a, a live one and you you actually 
Yeah. You actually what? Yes, you see You see it happen. This is okay. this is not good for animal lovers listening. No, that's why yeah, I paused yeah, that. Yeah, like. I know, right? Yeah, don't worry about that. All right, so um, we're we're going to get into um, our first segment, which Jamila was, you know, was saying she was scared of before we began off. <laughs> But hey, it should be decent. I mean, come on, it shouldn't be, uh, you know, it shouldn't be too scary. Yeah, these are the ones where you get into trouble. So. <laughs> <laughs> Usually these are the ones where... Okay, so Benji, should we um, establish a, a policy where she can pass on questions? Oh, can she Can she feel pass? Free, feel free. Okay, thank you. Honestly, I I'm not going How many for, times? Uh, uh, yeah, because I don't know, Ben, but... Don't worry, I'll try as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, try, mommy. Yeah, 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 come on, be real. Just All be right, nice. so uh, I'm just <laughs> going to get right into it. So the first one, right? So someone was telling me about this and he was really passionate about this. Uh, he, he said when people write on their, you know, social media um, um, profiles, you know, social media influencer, like is it a declaration or should it be known? Like should you declare that you're a social media influencer or should it be known? Yeah, this is a debate I've had before. Um, okay. Personally, I don't call myself an influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... It really comes down to what it is you do, and and then part of that is also how people receive what you do. Uh, so, depending on the context, you might be an influencer, and in another context, you might not be an influencer. Um, I think, I think mostly when we talk about people who are able to influence other people to you know take specific action, yeah. they're influential not influencers, which is the verb and not the noun. Okay. So I gravitate more towards the verb being I could be influential in maybe, for example, getting people to understand a bit about economics in Ghana. I could be influential in getting people to learn how to blog. But am I the sole influencer? Like, how do you even measure... Okay, how do you measure that? Yeah. So, personally, I don't really um, use the title of influencer. Uh, Okay, so you think that it should be known, not declared, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think there are certain things that, like, if you are, it will be, it'll be clear. It will be clear in your work, like it will show in your work, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, you, excuse me, so you admit that you don't really describe yourself as an influencer, but you are able to recognize when you influence something. Yes. yes. Okay. That and I think sense. that's important because um, sometimes you might be, you might have a certain measure of influence, be able to influence yeah. people in a certain way. And if you're not aware of that, I mean, you could, you could influence people to do things yeah, that might not things, necessarily. Oh, know, yeah, yeah. And that'll go against you. Exactly. Yeah. Which is why I said like, it's context. It's yeah. really context that's important mm. and from what I see. Yeah. Okay. Oh, just about deja vu, but hey. <laughs> uh, Benji, have you got uh, have you got something for her? Or should I go again? I'll go ahead. All right, all right. Let me go. Uh, all right. So, Jamie, second question: um, Is there <laughs> any particular religion you don't like? No, actually. Okay. No. So you embrace all religions? Yeah, because I. So I believe that. Um, I believe that people find peace in different ways and i don't believe it's right for anybody to judge another person with regards to how they find peace um with regards to how they practice their religion uh i mean i'm i'm muslim by faith okay but 
I've really surrounded myself with people who are from a lot of different faiths. Okay. You know, um, and the the the. So there's not there's not that one religion where they do one thing in particular that you're like, eh, I'm not too sure about that. Because I think that at the end of the day, I focus more on like what are the commonalities. Okay. Because you cannot expect everybody or every religion to be the same. But if you're gonna look at the basics and the tenets. They're pretty much the same. They're okay. all preaching service to God, service to mankind. They're all preaching compassion, um, taking care of your environment and your neighbor and, mm, and all of those mm. elements. But the question of how you get there is okay. what really okay. determines okay. which strand of... At the end of the day, people are left to interpret things and then not everyone would yes, interpret Yes, and even in the, in the same religions, you have different interpretations exactly. on the same things. So, exactly. So, yeah, I feel like... That's like trying to chase a dog chasing its tail. You go around <laughs> in circles if you're trying to know, say right. this is the best or the worst or whatever. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. All right. All right. All right. You've, you've been good so far. <laughs> it's been good, right? Very free. It's been good. Very free. Okay. All right. Um, so the next one, right? Okay. When was the last time you lied? <laughs> and what was it? What was the lie? What did you say? When was the last time I lied? Just make sure they don't listen to this podcast, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Hmm. So probably the last time I might have lied was uh, someone like asking for a number, and then I, I'm like, yeah, sure, you can. And I'll give it, and then okay, and okay. then they'll be like, oh, okay. so when I call, pick up or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, 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 sure, but no, not really. Okay. It, you know, in some circumstances, you're just not trying to extend certain conversations. So just to cut it short, you'd be like, here, you can have the number, but I never promised I was gonna pick up. You know. Oh. Yeah, but because I think it's also important to protect your spaces. I mean, I we live in very open times, yeah. but everybody needs their sanity. It's dangerous in the streets, especially man. in a country like Ghana. Yeah, yeah everybody wants to know your business. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So okay. on that, and and for the, for that, I think of it more as just protecting my space, and um, sometimes it's even protecting yourself, security wise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So that leads into my next question. Okay. Okay. How often do people slide into your DMs for non-business purposes? So they they usually shroud it around business purposes. Okay, so they use business to get yeah. in. Okay, oh. all right, all right. <laughs> okay, there have been a few of those. There have been a few of those. Huh? Yeah. Which one was the you know uh, I guess most interesting, funny, weird one? Hmm. Most interesting, funny, weird. Someone that basically caught your attention. Or someone who did it and it was yeah, actually yeah, like, it was oh, actually okay, like, oh, actually okay, yeah, this is you know, yeah, I see where you're going huh. with this, but yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily have to I mention. I mean, usually, things, so usually it's pro- it's usually project based. Okay. So they'll be like, "Oh, let's work on this project together." Oh, okay. So as things go, and then you I think that's that in a way, I think it's smart because it it doesn't put. I don't know. Day that's a productive end goal, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then also it doesn't put pressure. And okay. You get to know each other a lot. Exactly. Better. So you okay. actually get to know each other before. Okay. I, okay. I, there was one that <laughs> was I was just I just found very yeah. inappropriate, okay. right? Um, so this, this person, there was a whole Facebook exchange and I like to just be like straight to the point, point, what's going on here. Um, and if you deny that that's not it and you're like, it's solely business, I'm going to treat you as solely business, Business, right? Um, and so this person, uh, comes back later and then, and then starts making certain comments about how, oh yes, so, um, are you are you taken or available oh. for grabs or something like that? 
and I guess he tried to be suave. <laughs> and I was just like, no. Like, actually, yeah, actually, I actually had a friend who told me that someone slid in her DM, and then the, he said that you know, can we be one? <laughs> like, like I mean, you know, Charlie, so don't try like, to do too much. Sometimes it's just being simple. Yeah, just better. Just be humble. Yeah, yeah, just being, doing too much is just. Yeah, and I mean that actually went. It went because for me it was like you're already it's objectifying me. You don't even know me, yeah. but you're saying. I'm just here and I can be taken or grabbed or whatever. Okay, so like some commodity or something that can just be... Yeah, exactly. So that was how it came across to me. I was just like, nah, I'm sorry. Okay. And that's pretty much the last conversation. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's where I ended. All right, so have you slid in someone's DM before? I used to. Actually. Oh wow! You but this to. is before this is before DMs. I guess the term. Would <laughs> so apply. you were telling me, <laughs> I like this girl. Voices. She's straight oh, up from. No, so I, so. I was actually very, very sh- straight to the point when okay. I was younger, and I was thinking about that recently. Like, man, I just lost all of that. But <laughs> there was a time where if I liked a guy yeah. and knew that I really liked him, there were a few times that I was the one to say, "I really like you," or "What's up with this?" or whatever. Yeah. Okay. When I was younger. So. Okay. Okay. All right. That's great. <laughs> Join the After the Whistle team every Monday as we break down every move your favorite sports team makes, attempt to decipher your favorite player's cryptic social media posts, try to make sense of the latest stats, and interact with guests who offer unique perspectives into the world of sports. Subscribe to After the Whistle on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast manager. After the Whistle, dominate the conversation. Alright, Benji, you got something? Um, mine is not so simple. It's basically based on um, your blogosphere, the African blogosphere. Uh, I wanted to ask what inspired you to do what you do, basically. What inspired you to do what you do? Yeah. Um, I think the reason why I started blogging or documenting online was because I... I just wanted to share what I was learning and experiencing. I felt like um, I started it when I was in, two, uh, in 2007 in college, oh, okay. and I was an economics and French student, and I was studying abroad in France. And you're here in France, totally different language, very different mannerisms, but then you're like, you people are so Ghanaian. You know? And so I was seeing all these commonalities, yeah. and I felt like we always think of the West as a certain way and aspire to be like them, but we don't realize that there's so much we have in common, like it's very, very similar. So that was one. And then once I got back to school, um, it was learning about all of these economic policies that were affecting our country. And and it was really basic, but because it's shrouded in all of this terminology, yeah. you don't really realize that you are living it. Yeah. So I wanted to be able to like talk about it in regular man's terms or regular woman's terms and then just have conversations around that and that's really how how i started okay yeah all right so uh next question yeah (laughs) are there levels or degrees of um financial fraud you're comfortable with like if someone said oh he stole but you know he only stole this amount so yeah you know let's not let's not let's not throw him in jail for that you know let's just let him pay are you talking in the context of a government or like what's the context? Yeah, like yeah, any any context, any like governments, you know, any kind of all, any kind. Government-wise, I'm sorry, I, I like no, I don't okay. think. But is there any context that you are You're comfortable, comfortable with? with? Hmm. 
stealing. Um, if you take a context like um, a, a street child okay. having to fend for themselves and ending up stealing something, then that's forgivable. I'm not forgivable. Per Understandable. Se, but Understandable. I will. Pa- I will have pause you, okay. to try and understand right. the situation at okay. least. Okay. You understand okay. because I feel like there are a lot of different dynamics in that um, respect. And then, of course, <laughs> for for a lot of situations like that, it's really because. That's how they grew up and they don't know any better or they don't know another way of living. So you can't expect somebody to live as A when all they've ever lived is B. Okay. You know, so in such a context, it's a question of making them aware of this is actually not socially acceptable yeah. and these are the repercussions okay. and all of that. Okay. So in such a situation, yes, um, I think I might have pause and okay. then try to understand okay. the so situation. So there are levels that you are okay with. <laughs> very few. Very few. Very, okay. okay. very, very yeah, few. Okay, very few. Okay. All right. So um I'm just gonna go to the next one. Okay. Uh this is a scenario, right? So um one of your girlfriends mm-hmm. is getting, you know, abused by her boyfriend or husband. Brutally. She's, yeah, brutally. She's not gonna do anything about it and she's made that clear to you. Right? Because, you know, she feels like she loves him and he can't change, blah blah blah. What are you doing in that instance? Are you t- are you taking matters into your own, own hands to do something about it, or are you just going to respect their wishes? I think um, as a friend, yeah, I have to do both. So to a degree. Okay, so I how does that balancing act look like? Yeah, so um, I think the most that I would be able to do with regards to trying to address the situation or trying to get her to see what the reality is, is to have conversations with yeah. her, um, try to maybe she doesn't see it applying to her, but show her other examples okay. of how okay. that scenario plays out and so on. Um, but at the end of the day, everybody goes through life and they, everybody makes their own decisions. And I, I don't, I think even when people have all of the information, sometimes people have to go through certain circumstances. So of course, like I've not been in an abusive relationship, but just looking at relationships and being in relationships that might not necessarily be the best for you. I've had my fair share of those. And in the moment I wasn't open to hearing it, even if it was clear, like in hindsight, you're like, of course it was clear, but in the moment I wasn't receptive. So The people who really um, just kept it real with me and who didn't judge me, mm-hmm. um, who were very, very like to the point. I think the, the word here is tough love. So the people who gave me the tough love. But then at the same time, they respected the fact that I'm a grown woman um, who should be able to make my own choices and live with those choices. Okay. So. I think that would yeah. be the balancing act. That, okay. That's a difficult situation, especially yeah, if there's so like so, 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 the threat so, so. of being killed or, or something <laughs> of the sort. Actually, that's not something to laugh about. Sorry yeah. about that. But yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I have yeah. a question. Right. Benji, go on. To what extent do you agree with the statement, our most, our most memorable experiences often come from the people that we don't talk to anymore? Yeah, 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 that's true. to what extent extent? i really i really do believe that because i think um there's a a reason why i'm not talking to them anymore yeah and i think the the reason the reason why is this whole idea that not you you might encounter many people on your journey yeah but it's not everybody you move 
on along with and i think especially the people who help you get to a new level of understanding um or insight are usually the people you end up leaving behind because it was so much of a um, there was so much of a clash or it forced you out of your comfort zone like it was yeah. in quotes in quotes violent <laughs> a violent reawakening of some yeah, sort okay. and then after that it's like that that's why they were oh, put, okay. they, that's why they were there and yeah, there are a few people who I've had situations with that and then haven't spoken to them. Yeah, since. I think, I think we've all had, you yeah. know, those situations in one way or another. So yeah, that's definitely, um, that's definitely true. I think it's part of life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely part of life. Mm. That's for sure. Um, okay. So we are going to, um, I mean, it was great. I mean, that's, we, we've come to the end of 1,000 with Jamila. Wow, yeah. We made, it. <laughs> no, we made it to the end. We made yeah. it to the end. I mean, yeah. it was cool, right? It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah, it was yeah, all right. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to get into our main topic today. And, um, you know, a lot of it's, you know, centers around what you do generally. But, uh, for, you know, before we begin, tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, who is Jamila? And, you know, why is she so interesting? Uh, I think Jamila is a creative, first okay. and foremost, and a connector and a communicator. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Connector, communicator. Yeah. Okay. Um, why is she interesting? I'm still trying to figure that out. I think there are many layers to her. This is nice actually talking about this. She's sitting somewhere else entirely. Um, yeah, there are many layers. And I think um, a lot of what I've been doing has to do with, first and foremost, with the African continent or with Fantastic. Ghana. Yeah. Um, a lot of it has to do with economic development and looking at that common struggle of trying to move our country or continent to the next level. Exactly. Um, and then a lot of it also has to do with just exploring the unconventional thinking that people have, that Ghanaians and Africans have, and um, being able to give birth to those voices or create platforms where those voices mm -hmm. um you know can 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 be put put out yeah. and heard yeah. uh so that's generally speaking okay. what i've been doing All right. that's fantastic um i mean you've mentioned a lot of the things that we are going to be talking about and i mean the first thing we're going to talk about we're we generally going to talk about you know the african blogosphere like you know a lot of people are getting into blogging now in Ghana and on the African continent as well. Mm -hmm. um, most people have access to the internet these days and, um, you know, um, in Ghana and across the African continent. But um, if, despite all the challenges, some of the challenges that we face in this regard in terms of, you know, um, the quality, um, you know, of internet services that we get and, you know, um, the, the high, high cost as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, people are getting into it because, you know, the people generally want to see more African stories being put online and you know, they want to see more stories that they can relate to. Relate to you understand? Them. Yeah. And it's growing in that regard. Like, you know, how much of it do you, do you feel like, you know, how far do you think we've come? Especially, you know, since you started, you go into like how, um, how, how, how much do you think has grown? Mm. African, you know, yeah, blogging. I definitely down? agree that it's, it's grown a lot. Um, and probably maybe even in more leaps and bounds than with just the literary space, meaning with regards to regular books or magazines yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and so on. Um, and there's definitely a lot of opportunity as well. 
I mean, yeah, because blogging provides the opportunity for freedom of expression. You understand? Yeah. And that's what people, you know, generally want. They want a space where they can really, you know, express themselves and mm-hmm. share African stories. And there's also, the good thing about this is that there's also an audience out there who are curious. L- curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're actually looking for these stories as yeah. well. So, you know, they, there are people who are looking for it and there are people who want to put it out. So, yeah, yeah and we have a medium to do that. So, yes. But that said, I would say that the, the, the majority of people are not looking to put out necessarily stories that reflect our realities. Really? No. What I makes think, you say that? Um, because, because I think when, uh, when you have a platform, number one, that you, you, like you said, you have the opportunity to freely express yourself, and then you go and uh, most of what you put out is basically stories from the, other, the West, the West, no, but or stories from BBC or yeah, CNN. You know, like what the internet, you know, uh, shows us is that a lot of the times there are inaccurate stories about you know where we are from. Like you know, as a Ghanaian, there's a story out there. You feel like okay, this is wrong. Yeah, as an African, you feel like Africa is being portrayed, it's not being portrayed accurately. The right way, yeah. yeah, the right way out there. And blogging gives us the opportunity to do that. So why would people feel like, you know, I feel like this is more incentive for people to that's, put more. That's what you would expect. But, yeah. but um, I think if you're going to talk about, and I'm, obviously this is something that's been, that's really close to, to my heart, this yeah. whole concept of original content. Original content, yeah. Um, but that's not what you see. Okay. If you, if you go, if you go, even, even if you want to just take local news stories, a lot of the local news stories, are, they're just copying off of each other. Or, so it's basically, you might have one or two or three good original stories and then it's the same thing that's recycled over and over again which is why i say the opportunity exists but, but i don't know that the, if the majority of people are actually taking advantage of the of opportunity the, okay, okay. or even if they put this the information out it's still um a lot of it is based off of this is how they do it in oh, x okay, country x country so, so yeah, then in yeah. which case is it really original so is they it are doing really it because true, okay true to the way Africans would do things or the way Africans live, for okay, example. Okay. So yeah. are they doing that because they feel like whatever they put out will not be appreciated the way they want them to? I so think there's in that a regard, bit of that. So, yeah. So they but would, also, I think there's, there's an underappreciation for the kind of work that publishing online uh, requires, right? So if, if, if somebody really wants to do original stories... It, you're not going to find those original stories sitting in your in your house on the internet. Yeah. Right? It's going to require... You actually have you, to go look for them. Exactly. Right? It's going to require you actually going out, looking for them, or living life and experiencing it, and then taking that and putting that information out there in the context of this is how it is when in Ghana or in yeah. Senegal or wherever. Okay. And so that work is what a lot of people are reluctant are to do. Okay. And you okay. see it all the time. If you have an event and you invite... Um, some journalists, local journalists, you might even have given them a press pack before they came. But after they come, they're still going to ask you for um, a press release. Mm -hmm. And what they're going to publish is the press release. They're not going to 
focus on the discussions that were had. They're not going to focus on the insights or the or the debates. Yeah. To the large degree, they don't. I understand what she's saying. That's why um, there are some people, especially some reporters themselves, that don't tell the story as it is, but simply tell a story. You see? I mean, we spoke about um, freedom of expression, right? Wouldn't it be easier for people to... I mean, yeah, like you said, we, we should go looking for stories and things, but then people can basically put out the, you know, their realities, like what they have lived, you know, like what they have experienced out there. And there are a lot of people out there who would relate to these, yeah, these and that's, stories. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. Or you live the life, mm-hmm. and then after that, you put out that um, those insights. But... The caveat there, and this is why probably most most of us gear towards writing about other people, is in order to write about yourself, you have to be vulnerable. And not too many people are in that space where okay. they can put themselves out there to be judged. And it's not easy. It's, yeah. it's not easy. Like, there are things that I've written sometimes that I've asked myself, even as I'm writing it or clicking the publish button, why am I writing this? Like, why am I putting this about myself out there, right? Even though you know that, oh, other people might relate to it, but it's not an easy process. And I think that's why you're not seeing too many. I mean, it's changing. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely changing. And you're seeing more and more of people actually sharing their struggles, which I think is a big part. Because yeah. we love to share about. Yeah, yeah I made it. Yeah, so you can started from the it. bottom. Now exactly. I'm here. Now I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> we like to talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. we don't talk about what it was like at the bottom. Or we don't yeah, talk about yeah, the, yeah. the other mini bottoms you go yeah. through on the way up to the top. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting because last week, um, we, <coughs> our guest who came on, uh, Joseph, spoke about a similar thing. Mm. He spoke about the very, like, people talking about people don't talk much about you know when you're at the bottom you yeah. understand me and people always want the okay from the bottom Highlights. to the end you know <laughs> yeah and you know he's 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 into documentaries he's mm-hmm. you know and that's what he's looking to do to focus on you know when people begin like the beginning yeah. and then build the story up from there yeah okay, okay so yeah so i yeah. totally do understand that but uh, how about you know african related stories like apart from us creating the content like the ones out there about us as well well i mean i think um given that we live in a globalized society there's no escaping that yeah and even in our regular communities everyone's going to have an opinion on you whether you like it or not not. exactly um so i think but i think for me so i'm not really so concerned about the fact that you have all of these international platforms actually to some degree it actually does us a a good service because it opens up an entire new audience that you can then take advantage of to give them the kind of content that really reflects um the way you live and so on um but is there a worry when they come and then take you know your stories and then tell them their way yeah and um and i think Part of countering that is, so for instance, a a few years ago, I was working on a project. It was called Reconnect. And, um, one of the, one of the elements, (laughs) hi, birdie. (laughs) Uh, one of the, one of the elements of that project really was to highlight and celebrate Ghanaian entrepreneurs who were doing good stuff. And the premise of, of that was why is it that many times we have to wait until 
CNN does Inside Africa or BBC exactly. does Focus mm-hmm. on Africa before we even find out about entrepreneurs who are like a street, Doing this a street or, exactly. away from us. Exactly. Right? That's true. And so um, for the longest time, I've done a lot of profiling of entrepreneurs or just like sharing those stories about them because I think it is really important. And yeah. as, as, as Komla Dumas said, if you, if you don't tell your own story, Someone, someone else will tell someone it for you very it, yeah. happily too. That's, that's, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And there's a, there's a new dynamic that's also coming up is, um, I mean, even though Africa rising rhetoric has passed, but we're still hip in quotes, <laughs> right? So you, you, you have this, um, this, uh, trend towards just being associated. Okay. With yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole Afro optimism and, okay. you know, yeah, the Afro yeah. vibe and whatever. Um, but then at the end of the day, the question that we need to ask, which eventually lends into things like um, appropriation, cultural appropriation, and so on, yeah. is who is benefiting from this stuff, right? Okay. So if it, it's great if uh, an entrepreneur gets featured by a global, um, a global media house, for example. But the question that I would ask is, does that same, if, if a local blogger or entrepreneur or media house stepped up to that entrepreneur to ask for a sit down interview how would what, how would they how receive, would they them? receive them because that is what's going to yeah. that's what's going to determine eventually what comes next and even beyond that like how encouraging is it that as a blogger i, I approach such a person i get a good a decent story mm-hmm. out there like how much attention am i going to get as opposed to you know as um you know a cnn or a bbc or something like that is that yeah. what discourages people ultimately from doing that in the end like yeah i'm not going to be you know people wouldn't care anyway because i'm not yeah I'm not. but you see the thing too is um in most situations all of these global media houses they still rely on our local networks in yeah, order to know who, who yeah. is who and who is doing something interesting. The fact that we don't know about all of them. There's yeah. somebody who knows that this guy is doing a good job. Yeah. And But then what I'm trying to say is at that point, it really depends on, in quotes, luck. And then, okay, so you said that these guys rely on, you know, like local blogs and things like that. Like how much of them, how, how many of these guys are actually elevating these blogs? Like giving them props for their work like how, well, how many people to make the effort yeah how many people are actually paying attention to you know Ghanaian bloggers and giving them the credits when it's due you understand yeah, yeah. to encourage them to continue to well, move which forward is, which, is, which is exactly why uh, I said in the beginning that we have a, an awesome opportunity but we are so busy looking out there that we yeah, miss the opportunities yeah, we miss the right here. Yeah, yeah, and, right. and I think for, but I do think that that will change, right? Oh, yeah, um, over time. So, I mean, I do um, blogging full time alongside freelancing. Yeah. And part of the reason why I do it is because you don't, I'm not banking on today, I'm banking on the future. And on the fact that as more people move online, as more Ghanaians and Africans especially move online, they are going to be looking for stories that resonate with them. And at that point, your content is already there. So you're banking on the future. You might not be making profits in the now or whatever it is, if that's what you're looking for. But in the long term, you're contributing. You're essentially helping document the history and the timeline of a people. Whereas before... We probably never had that opportunity because it was oral. And so if, if the matriarch of a family passed on and didn't get a chance to relay all of that information on, that's it. Yeah. But now, I mean, God forbid, but 
the way I always look at it is you're writing your story as you live it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if I were to pass on any time from now, somebody in 10, 20 years would be able to have a good sense of what it was like to be a young African woman living in Ghana or traveling on the continent and working on the continent. And that is it. That's what it's, that's ultimately what it's about. It's about documenting. Yeah. More than all of the other elements. That's definitely a good point. And in all of this, right, what role does social media play in all of this? Like how much influence does social media have on, you know, stories like like you said people focusing on what's happening on the west you understand me as opposed to here how much of it how much does social media you know influence that sort of thing because now we're we're in a social media age where people you know are influenced are influenced by what is trending you understand so yeah if if i'm going to you know be putting stories out there i'll be looking for i'll be looking to put out stories that people would immediately want to you know or want or care about you understand yeah yeah um, so yeah, I mean, there's a, no doubt about that. There's a clear influence um, between social media and like blogging or, or content creation, um, but th- it hasn't actually changed too much. Okay. Because even without social media, it's it's not so much social media that's just the platform or the medium. It's social networks. Yeah. Right. Because even when we were not digital or when we were not online. A lot of what your life would be would be influenced by your networks, those immediately That's around true. you. So the only difference here is that that element is now digitized, and so you're seeing it online. Um, but we did a, a circumspect did a study 2015 with um, Yesi Yesigana. Okay. Uh, we have an annual study that we do called okay. the, the Africans on Twitter. Because data is important. Really data is important. important. Yeah. And we were looking at, in 2015, we were looking at the Twitter trends and the, the main hashtags um, or the, the ones that we thought really defined the year. And we started seeing a lot of interesting macro-level trends. So, for instance, we found out that Kenyans are very regionally oriented so they are actually the ones who started most of the hashtags. They started someone tell Kagami. They started someone tell uh, Magafuli. Mm, okay. They started, um, I think it was an, a Kenyan who also started uh, an African in a bar. Like all of the major ones were started okay. by Kenyans. And then you have um, Ghanaians who we don't really engage on a regional level. Like, that's just the reality. We don't. Right, yeah. we are more focused about internal politics. We don't even really care too much what's happening that's next true. door that's, in Cote d'Ivoire. That's actually very right? true. We don't care. That's very true. We really don't care. And then that you much. have Nigerians who have the numbers, right? So yeah. it's part of the science of social media is yes, there's a numbers element, of course, and I think that is the element that we have yet to hack, because in the in the West or in the U.S., for example, Black Lives Matter. It wouldn't have been possible if, and of course, I know infrastructure differences and all of that, but let's just assume that all of that is, is the same. But, um, it wouldn't, if, if you were to look at the same situation and look at it like in terms of it happening next door to Ghana, Ghana is not talking about anybody else but Ghana. So numbers wise, we're already disadvantaged, uh, yeah. right? So ideally what should be happening is there should be, um, networks of, 
you could, if you want to say influencers or you want to say <laughs> um, networks of um, more on the media side, yeah. people who are in the media space, who will be able to say that this is an issue of importance to the continent or to an African country. And so we're going to put our all behind it. And so if something was to happen, there were attacks in, um, I think it was in Niger at a point, nobody heard about them. At the same time, there were attacks. There was this whole incident in Ethiopia with the bloggers there. Okay. And unless people who were connected to the blogosphere in Ethiopia, if they hadn't spoken up about it, the government is suppressing yeah, the media anyway. True. So you, we wouldn't have heard about it. So at the end of the day, it's the numbers because what trends ends up being numbers driven. Yeah, like yeah. what are people talking about pushing consistently? And we haven't figured out how to do that, even though we are a continent with a lot of people and you have like Egypt, Nigeria, South Africa, which have like major populations or like Kenya. And the reason why Kenyans do it is because they care about what's going on yeah, everywhere else. And so when Kenyans put their back to something, the, uh, stand behind something, you're going to hear about it. Yeah. If Nigerians do it by virtue of the numbers, the you're going to hear game, about yeah. it. They have numbers behind yeah. them. So, so yeah, countries works. like Ghana, like we're actually we're at, at a disadvantage. disadvantage. Yeah, and true. we put ourselves in even more of a disadvantage yeah. by not caring about what is happening in the world we live in, essentially, which will eventually affect us in one way or the other. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. very true. That's true. In terms of, um, like as you're saying, um, we only care about ourselves. And, you know, as far as the numbers game is considered, we're at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And as far as building networks is concerned, like, the competition among bloggers, like, have we gotten to that point where there's that sort of thing? Like, are we at that point where people feel like okay you know there are some bloggers doing better than others and others need to step up their game or you know do you, is that are we, are, are like we at that, that point is, are we at that point yet i think there are or because like we're, like we we're saying people don't care that much you understand me so like do they even care about it at all because i don't think that people i don't think that too many people understand these larger elements of a lot of this stuff and understand the fact that there, there, there really still is a diminishing of creative areas. And, and for a lot of people here, leaders included, digital is child's play. Mm-hmm. No, and because also people, a lot of people are not doing these things full time as well. You understand? But it's not a matter of doing it full time though, right? It's a matter of what you're doing. Okay. It's not so much the time. But when you do put attention to it, what is it that you're putting out? Okay. That is the, the bigger question. Because, I mean, I started doing it full-time, if you could even call it full-time, because I still do other things, okay. um, maybe a year and a half now, right? Okay. But before that, for the first eight years of doing this, I was doing it while I was a student. I was doing it while I had jobs. I was doing it, you know, it was what I did. So it's not so much a question of if you're doing it full-time. It's a question of what are you doing? Because if for those first eight years, I mean, if for those first eight years I wasn't focusing on some of the elements that I focused on, for example, then there were a lot of other people doing those things already, which brings me to the point of of what you're saying about um, some people wanting to do very specific things, right? The fact that something has proven success for somebody else doesn't necessarily mean it's going to prove success for, for you. you. Yeah, not sure. Right. Not sure. And, and in many instances, I would even say 
that if, if I'm, when I'm doing my training sessions, I'm always trying to encourage, um, trainees to, to think outside mm. the box, to find something that resonates with them. A lot of times the first question someone will ask in the class is, Oh, so how do I get traffic or how do I make money from blogging? <laughs> exactly, That's the yeah, first the question. Best thing, yeah. And I'm like, do you have content? You don't. Yeah. You know? Because ultimately content is what's going to sell. It's you content. content. It's content, content is what's, is yeah. content is what is going to get you the numbers, whether yeah. in terms of yeah. traffic or in terms of money. So people already come into it not understanding what it is. That's the number one thing, which is why the trainings that we do, we do the trainings because it's important for you to understand the space you're coming into, into if you before. want to become that's a real, I mean. a real player in that space. So that's number one. Number two, um, people come in with, I don't want to use the term superficial because I believe it's to each his own, but I think that a lot of it is people only see the, in quotes, the glamour. That's true. I mean, for, right? A lot of, I feel like a lot of people also start out as a, you know, as a, like, like a, a hobby or, a, you know, a leisure thing. Some people just start doing it, you know, small, like they're just playing around with it. And then they realize that, oh, okay, maybe, you know, I can take this a little bit further. Yeah. Do more with it. How, 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 how can I make money, you know, quickly or yeah. immediately? Like, how, how can I get there quickly? Yeah. Know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, and, and that's exactly, that's the, I think that's the difference between like when I started blogging and when, and most people who are now coming into that space, because when I started, I had time to learn. Like there was no pressure. I didn't have that. I, there was, there were bloggers in the U.S. I was, I was in, in between Europe and the U.S. There were bloggers in the U.S. All right. But at that time for me, it was about sharing information and learning as much as I could. So all of these other elements weren't, about numbers, you know, yeah, about, you weren't, you weren't thinking I didn't that have far. to think yeah. about it, you know? Okay. So those elements have become a bit more technical today. So today you have analytics, you exactly. have SEO, you have, um, figuring out how to write catchy headlines. You have wit- when to post what, <laughs> like there's so many elements to blogging today that came naturally yeah. to me at that time. And then I didn't have the pressure of, Oh my God, this is how, you need to do things. And so that is why it's very easy to fall into. You're talking about this whole competition thing. Yeah. It's very easy to fall into that. And I mean, I fall into that sometimes too. There are times when I would judge the work that I do by appearances of what somebody else might be doing. And it's a reality. And it's, it's something that I try to make sure that people who are going into that space know about. You have to be very aware of it because mm-hmm. that's your work. You know, okay. and it's like, as uh, Erica Badu said, I'm sensitive about my shit, you know? Yeah. So when you're putting yourself into something like that and then you feel like either it's not being recognized or it's not being appreciated or it's not having the kind of impact that you were hoping it would have, you start comparing yourself. Okay. And that is where, you know, everything can go south because you first need to understand why you are doing it. Yeah. And know this is my goal. If, if money is your goal, that's fine. But... What are you, what value are you giving? Because when you're asking people to give you money, they're always asking yeah, for value, asking some value why. in yeah, exchange. Why am, I, why am the, I giving you all this money? Yeah, man? and it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing, um, online. And I think I actually started getting paid for a lot of the blogging and digital content before I even thought of getting, of asking for payment. So for me, it was more of people keeping, asking me to do things and then saying, I'll yeah, pay you this cool. amount. 
versus me coming up and just saying right off the bat, hey, this is my fee. Now I do this is my fee because I've after how many years I can fine tune and know this is the amount of work that goes into yeah. it. And if I do a job for you, you are not going to be disappointed, point exactly. blank, period, right? So there's a certain premium that comes with me doing it for you versus maybe somebody else, yeah. in which case I can I can charge you and you will see the... The, the benefits of it. But if you're just starting out and um, not actually offering value Valuable, and just expecting yeah. to make money from it, I'm sorry, but you're not going to last too long. <laughs> like, that's just the reality. Yeah, yeah. lasting long is good. It's a good point because um, in terms of uh, content creation, right, I was always... Uh, um, I was always under the impression that the reason why some people here struggle with content creation and all that is because there are so many elements around it or there are a few elements around it that is probably out of their control or there are certain people other people behind you know the scenes that are important to that mm. that's you know they can't really can you um, give me an example i'm trying to understand yeah so like um content creation like who like on a normal basis like who is involved like where do you have to go like are these uh, places are, is there easy access to these places you understand me like um uh inter- like if you are taking pictures if you're yeah like who's involved with that like do you need s- someone to constantly you know be by your side to yeah. do that or you understand me do you have to pay this person do you is that person part of your operation on a regular basis you know that sort of thing like yeah. the people behind the scenes yeah who come together yeah who to come together to make the whole operation work yeah. like you know is it is it such a challenging um process or you know, I think mean, that someone would say that, yeah, this is too much for me. So, you know, I'm going to be limited to doing one thing or another. It is definitely there. There is definitely those logistical elements yeah, that are, yeah. are challenging. And um, but one thing I will say is if if you're ever going to if you ever want to feature somebody that that's never going to be the biggest hurdle because people like to talk. Right. People like to talk and especially they love to talk about themselves or talk about the things that they're passionate about or talk about what they think they're experts in. So if it's somebody who's trying to get like get to feature somebody or feature a business or whatever, it's just a question of how you approach them, because I would say 70 percent of the time you're going to get a yes. But it's a question of how you approach them. And part of putting forth that approach is a question of what is your track record? What do you already have under your belt? Because mm-hmm. people are not going to want to waste time with somebody who they think is just going to waste their time, right? Because if, if, like, for example, I'm a fashion blogger, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, are there enough spaces for me to, you know, actually do what I want to do? Like, are there enough people out there for me to go to and then, you know, talk about? Man, you know, it's like there are, like I said, when it comes to subject matter and content, we have no excuse because we have a lot of it and most of it has not been documented. That's true. So on that front, um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a tool that I give to my trainees which helps them figure those elements out of how do I start creating content and what are some of the topics I can tackle immediately and whatever. But on that point, exactly what I'm saying, that's never going to be your issue. If anything, it's the opposite that's going to be your issue, that you have too many options and don't know where to start. Right. So if you're a fashion blogger, for instance, I know most fashion bloggers will post um, 
we'll post stories from uh, photos from the red carpet. Exactly. Um, and then they'll say, was this a hit or a miss? That's just scratching the surface, right? How, why don't you delve a bit deeper? What kind of colors do specific in quote, celebrities gravitate towards, and why do they gravitate towards that? What's the psychology behind colors? What's the psych- oh, What's sure. the psychology behind the kind of outfits it, you wear for your body shape? Like that's, by, that's it, like yeah, already like, so much. And it goes back to what you were saying about people understanding what they are getting themselves yeah. into before they get yeah, into it. Yeah, so I think you know? I don't think that yeah. is going to be the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge will be whether you're willing to do the work. That's going to be the biggest yeah. challenge and how much work you're willing to do because it is still a very solitary act. And yes, if you don't have the best um, phone, for example, let's say you don't have a, exactly. a, a professional camera, yeah. we do not take advantage of collaborations in this country. That's true. We <laughs> That's it. That's a sad truth. Yeah. No, it's sad true truth. because the same way that you are a blogger who, fine, you might, let's say you're focused more on um, text so you, you, you write a lot, but you don't necessarily know how to take pictures or you don't really care about taking pictures. There's an artist somewhere who likes to do portraits of people. Yeah. Who is looking for a space in order to be able to, you know, put their work out. Why don't you collaborate with them so that for each post you do, you talk about them with them in advance, you decide on, and it's the way newsrooms work. In a newsroom, not very few um, newsroom members will have all the skill sets necessary. And I learned this while I was um, working on the my college newspaper. Okay. Right. So whenever we would have our our general newsroom meetings to plan the paper for the week, you you would have to see if there were threads behind them. And then you come to the section level, and then you see who's going to take what story. What are the different angles we're going to have to that same theme? And then at the end of the day, you're going to have to go to the graphic designer and let her know that these are the stories for the week and this is what we need. So it is a team effort. Yeah. And so that. if you cannot do everything, you sh- today you don't really like take advantage of the well, collaborations and, and push it and try to see how much further you could go. Um, the Africans on Twitter project that we did with Yesia Sagana, I mean, that's a collaborative project. And the, 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 the nexus of that is the fact that on any, any, we, we treat similar topics related to Ghana, Africa, current yeah. affairs, whatever. But we have very different communication styles. So circumspect is a bit more serious and analytical. And then yes, yes, it takes a satire angle to it. And so we said, what will happen if we were to bring those two styles together yeah. and look at the same issue side by side? Okay. You know, yeah. so that's like an example of a collaboration. And what's the plus side? The plus side is that, um, yes, yes, readers who probably never knew about circumspect now know about circumspect, circumspect readers who probably never knew about yes, yes, now know about yes, yes. So collaborations really do open up opportunities. And at the same time, but you have to choose them carefully, obviously. Yeah, yes. Also, I was going to say you have to, you know, pick strategic <laughs> you ha- you collaborations be, because yeah, like yeah. you have to choose them carefully yeah, yeah, and, and um, make sure that the people that you're choosing to collaborate with are people who see the bigger picture. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the point. They need to see the bigger picture. If they don't see the bigger picture, then you'll find that you'll you'll always as have you to go, go and find another you know, struggle. Yeah. 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 You'll struggle. You would, you know, Dennis, you wouldn't see eye to eye on so many different, you know, tasks um, that you need yeah. to take along the way. It's definitely true. It's definitely true. Um, so, um, 
you know, we, we noticed that you have an ongoing series, The African Blogger, you should know. Yeah. Um, you know, what inspired you to, you know, to do that? Like, of course, obviously to, you know, put a lot of them under the, you know, microscope, like put mm-hmm. more of the, uh, you know, such people under the microscope and all that. But which one has been your most, you know, inspiring one? Well, I mean, I literally just gotten started. Okay. So oh, we've okay. just done two so okay. far. Um, but the reason why, ha, okay. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like, okay, well, anyway, I'm, I'm all about like being open. So, okay. okay. So the reason why, um, we're actually doing that series is because I keep, when I keep getting the same kinds of questions, then it tells me that this is something, this is information that needs to be out there. And I keep getting, um, whether it's companies or brands or just like people who are traveling and visiting the continent or visiting a country, always asking me, oh, so who should I be following or where do I get the local news from? Mm-hmm. Or So I keep getting those same questions, right? Yeah. And um, I'm fortunate enough to actually know a good number of the continent's bloggers who are doing amazing work. Uh, so I figured, well, let's find a way of documenting what it is they're doing, why they get got into it, because also a lot of our audience tends to be bloggers like ourselves yeah, yeah, who are yeah. interested in blogging and not sure how to start exactly. and don't know about if their their topic or their subject matter actually fits and all of those elements. So it's really to document so that people who are looking for that information can find that information, but also to encourage us Africans to consume content from other Africans. Right. That's definitely because we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, ultimately, you know, through that, who knows what comes comes of all of those things. Yeah, it's mm. yeah. a good point. That's good. I mean, I, I, f- I feel like that's very encouraging, you know, in terms of, you know, putting more of them out there. So that's good. Um, a question I have for you is if yeah. there are any individuals you have in your sites or any individuals you've highlighted, Sorry. individuals that you have in your sites yeah. when it comes to talking yeah. about your blogs. Mm. Individual. So I've I've done trainings with Naoyo. Yeah. Um so obviously that's a very clear one. Um We tried to get Naoyo to come, but she bounced us. Oh so, she bounced yeah, you. I just I just <laughs> if you listen to this, I just wanted to know that we now, remember. Please be nice to them. Wow. <laughs> I'll 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 put we remember, but yeah, 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 sure. Go on. Um so so obviously her. Yeah. Uh, I think Kenny Kojo is also doing amazing work. Yeah, she's been on the other room though. Yeah. So yeah, Kenny, we love Kenny. I just yeah. <laughs> we love you, Kenny. Yeah, we love you, Kenny. Um uh obviously before she passed on, Ikuai Chan Kuma was doing excellent work. Okay. Um let's see. I think right now what you're also seeing is so when you say blogs, that kind of it's it's come to a, sp- a space where it's a bit limiting to just say blog. Okay. So you just say content or okay, blogger, content, content, creator. content creator. Yeah. So 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 for content creators, um, like music wise, for example, manifest. I think the kind of stories he tell are very, uh, they're very topical. And social political. This one that he has on the Galamsey one before uh, this yeah, whole Galamsey yeah. thing yeah. happened, for example, that's that's a good example of one. Um, I like. Uh, well, Easy is not Ghanaian, but Mr. Easy <laughs> is not Ghanaian. But I yeah. like the kind of content yeah, that he yeah, creates yeah, as me, well. Um, I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. <laughs> Which are the people that I automatically read? Vicky Ramo. She's okay. Sierra Leonean, but she's based here in Ghana. 
She's another one. Malaka Grant, although she doesn't write as much okay. anymore. Um, she's Ghanaian, also based based in South Africa. Uh, Efodela, Efodela's poetry yeah, is always yeah. yeah is always something to look at. And I think um, so. What you're seeing now is you're seeing less of content creators who are automatically going to blogs to put out their content. You're seeing more short for short form content, meaning it's a Facebook post. It's a Twitter, it's yeah, a tweet, yeah. or a thread. Um, yeah, so you're seeing more of those, that kind of content, which also is great content, but I think the challenge there is how to make it permanent. And yeah, because, you know, it's quick. Like, it's, you know, social media, people want to get it quickly and just, you know, be, yeah. be done with it. So I guess, you know, that's why. And also trending topics as well. So, you know, people yeah. want to get in there, you know, when things are trending as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I get that. I get why people would, you know, I'll go more towards yeah. oh, that and style. Obi. Okay. Ob- Obabensa. Okay. Obi Abensa of um, Antio Boshi, formerly Fashionista GH. Okay. I mean, he's been in the game for a very long time when it comes to fashion and all of that stuff. And the content is, especially the video content, is top notch. So okay. I think there, there are a good number of people who are. We're still doing that. Just and then to we mention have, a few. We have <laughs> the pod, well, I didn't go into the podcast. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, we have the, the podcast as well. Yeah. <laughs> we have the podcast as well. Um, and I'm liking the, the, the fact that they're becoming very more niche because before it was very general. And even I wouldn't have classified myself as in any category per se. But now it's becoming more niche. Okay. Which allows for deep, deeper diving. So I think that's also good. Okay, that's great. That's great. Um, yeah. So yeah, we could go on and on, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. That, but that, this brings us to the end of you know our main topic. Um, I feel like we've spoken extensively about you know blogging in Ghana and across the African continent as well. So you know, we'll get into our final, <clears throat> our final segment, tweet okay. of the week. Um, so the, the, this tweet, right? I'm, g- I'm going to share it, and then we're going to, you know, share our thoughts on it. Okay. All right. So this person says, "No, I shouldn't. No, I shouldn't tell you I am trans before I date or marry you." Wow. That's yeah. that's quite. <laughs> before I date <laughs> or, or marry, marry you. Yeah. That one is tough. It's tough, right? Yeah. All right. So, would you appreciate? Is that? information that you feel is you know important yeah i think very so important to know. because if being trans is important to you and there's somebody you you love enough or like enough to date much more marry wouldn't you want to share the most important aspect of yourself with them like for me that's just the it's like fine you fine you might not feel comfortable doing it before you date the person but but, but this person is saying that that's my identity i shouldn't if i if i if if, if i approach you I wouldn't. I don't have to tell you I'm a man before you accept me for who I am. You understand me? Well, you, then, you accept. You accept the person talking to you. Yeah. You understand? You don't. You're not going to ask me. You're not going to. You know, it's not going to be very important that you know I'm a man approaching you. You see, but the thing is, um, before we enter just any kind of relationship, you share bits of yourself. Yeah, yeah. You definitely right. share bits of it. No. But their arguments. No, I okay, get, I sure. Get, I, Go I, get, I got what their <laughs> argument is. But okay. the point I'm trying to make is, yeah. it, it, it is a touchy subject 
Right. And I'm sure it, it is uh, actually in my the college I went to, there was one student who she came in a girl and then by the time she was leaving, she graduated as a man. Right. Um, and so there are elements of that whole discussion about sexuality and how you identify that that I've come across. Right. But for me, the point I'm trying to make is in as much as you are trans, Right. If this is somebody you care about enough to want to marry, yeah. it's a question of forget about the fact that you're trans or whatever. You're a person. And just in personal relationships, you share aspects of yourself. You might not share everything immediately, obviously. You might, it unfolds over time. Mm-hmm. So I might not be comfortable telling you something about myself that maybe I have been judged for okay. before on our first date. But definitely before getting married, like I think by that time, I should be comfortable enough to share certain elements of myself or to be that vulnerable with you. So that's kind of yeah. the perspective I'm taking. Especially it. if you can understand that this could be something that that person might that care might about. Influence yeah, their, that their might influence decision. their decision. Yeah, you it's also a question yeah, of respect. You have to respect that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one we in an ideal world, we would like to think that everyone can just, you know, go with the flow that, yeah, I'll just, you are coming to me as Kweku. So yeah. yes, whoever you are, it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, whatever. I see Kweku yeah. as the way he is, and yeah, that's and that should be enough. Kweku shouldn't explain, go further to explain that oh, I used to be Ama or whatever. You understand? Yeah. And then, like I said, it's, always it's not also like that. Down to context. So if I find myself in a society where it's a bit normalized. Then yes, then then just, I wouldn't expect yeah, you society, to tell me that. Yeah, right? the society definitely. Yeah, plays a but if I find role myself well. in a context where you are probably going through a lot of facing a lot of prejudice or going through a lot of judgment, that's going to impact on our family life as well. Yeah. Eventually, eventually, right? Yeah, so, as somebody who you're thinking of taking this life journey with. I think there should. Important. I don't yeah. think you should be looking at marriage until you've had certain discussions. Yeah. That allow you to be that comfortable with each that's other. True. That's that's, that's just my perspective on personal yeah. relationships in general. Yeah. Mm, that's Benji, you were gonna say something? No, I was gonna say that unfortunately there are some people that don't feel the same way she does. There are some people that feel that okay, like you mentioned that oh, it depends on context. There are some people that might be comfortable enough to admit that okay, I was a man mm-hmm. before I became a woman. Yeah. And that's escalated to the extent that you have Instagram models that used to be men. Mm-hmm. But these men are completely unaware that this person used to be a guy. Yeah. But um, the reason why they keep it to themselves is, as you said, one, um, because they've been prejudiced. And two is they simply don't feel like they have to say it. Yeah. For own personal reasons, because they feel like if they do say it, whatever, um, so you've known this person for a long time, whatever it is that they have with you, whatever bond that they're sharing, it's gone. No, they're they're yeah. fight, they're fighting for identity. You understand? Yeah, they want they want to be recognized as you know. The, to be recognized the way they are without, you know, further explanation. Yeah, of course, like, of course. But, 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 the, but the, the question you're posing is before marriage or before... Which is even, why I said before dating, I, like, I wouldn't be comfortable telling somebody who I okay. just met, like, my, my most, vulnerable, the most vulnerable aspects of my life or identity... I don't know you yet, right? But definitely before getting married and spending the rest of my life with you, like, that should be something I should be able to share with you. But then, 
feelings are involved in both instances. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> Life is a risk. You know, so it's and risk. it's like it's like would you rather that come from somebody else? Like how does that impact the relationship? So you're saying that you're saying that um the damage is less if it's just dating. It's not it's so marriage. much the damage is less. What I'm saying is if you're not comfortable sharing aspects of yourself with someone you just met, like if a trans person walked in here, I wouldn't expect that person to introduce themselves. Yeah, guys, I'm, hey, trans, I'm trans. trans. No, <laughs> that that's understandable. Yeah, I understand that. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not somebody who um, judges them abusive. Go on, <laughs> go on, go on. I understand. No, I understand. <laughs> yeah, basically, I understand. Um, because I was in Canada for more than five years, you basically get used to being around people and especially people who themselves are homosexuals. Yeah. But, oh, wow. um, yes, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay. I can, I can say your story for you to understand. I was actually approached twice, mm-hmm. but the first time was by a friend that I had no idea was, um, was formerly a, a girl, okay. formerly a girl. And, his mannerisms, the way he spoke, everything about him was a guy. But it got to a point where he invited me for breakfast sometime. And we usually went out with friends, but he wanted to come alone. And that's when, you know, he asked, he literally asked me out on the spot. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, you know, this isn't the first time he's done that because he did that when we were friends when we had friends around. So I assumed that he was going to send us and me as well as a few other people to a place. And I was like, oh, sure. Like, just let me know what time and then we hang out. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not asking for, for, a, group. A, for a group. It's just you, me, because, you know, I want to get to know you. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I thought we know each other already. Yeah. I mean... You're good at football. I'm good at tennis. Isn't that? I said, no, I want to get to know you. Mm-hmm. So what did you say then when he asked you out? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was shocked at first. And then I, I said, I'm sorry, man. I, I don't go that way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is, which is why it's, it's, I think it goes both ways. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, it's really about respecting each other's experiences of life and you know the fact that people come into their identity differently right everybody's identity is being shaped day in day out but if it's like again as i said he didn't tell you the first few times he wasn't comfortable and you shouldn't expect him to tell you no i understood no yeah but then if he was if let's say he met somebody they they dated for a while and then they're thinking about getting married like at that point, or maybe I'm just being a bit, you know, romantic <laughs> and naive about, yeah. you, you know, relationships and marriage and all of that. But I just feel like at that point, if that, unless it's something that is of no consequence in his life anymore, right? If he moved, let's say he, he totally moved to a different country and context wise, all the people there only ever knew him as him and yeah. not her. Yeah. That's totally different. But if you're in, still in the same spaces, you, you, you share common friends, those things are bound to pop up here or yeah. there. So it's a question of what are you willing to risk? That's are you true. willing to risk this person looking at you and with 
however they feel about you, telling you, I'm sorry, like this is not what I signed up for? Or are you risking starting a life with this person and then somebody from somewhere on just some random day comes by and is like, God knows what they're even going to say. Yeah. You know, and it, a, a big part of it is, is acceptance. So one of my um, college, I can't believe I'm, you people are making me. <laughs> <laughs> For the longest time, when people have asked me to comment on this, I'm just like, oh, yeah. I have no comments. Um, <laughs> So one of my college friends, uh, we, we did model UN together, okay. right? First year. And by the final year, I think I, I, I was uh, visiting the States for work and just decided to go see her. She was in one of the Ivy League schools. I was like, I'm going to go see her. We catch up. So we get there and it was winter. I remember it was winter because it was cold. Mm-hmm. And we get to her, her apartment mm-hmm. and we're catching up. And I'm like, oh, so how's that guy that you, you liked or whatever? And she's like, oh, it didn't end well. I'm like, okay, like what happened? Yeah, and, but ultimately at the end of the day, she decided to become lesbian. Right. And so I'm sitting in this room with this person and you just have, it's like, you have to also realize that the person hearing the news, there's also a, sh- a yeah. shift going on for that person, right? So you're sitting here listening to this and you're like, oh my goodness, like who knows I'm here? Like th- these are literally the thoughts coming up and then you're like, but wait, I know this person. And this is someone I took classes with and this is somebody who, you know, I went through a college experience with and there are other people in, in, at different points in my life who I've encountered like that but is it for us to judge I get what you, mean. you know for yeah. me that's that's the thing but when you are thinking of making a life decision that is merging lives essentially then I just feel like the most important things to you should be put on the table like it should it, it's not saying oh it, it doesn't mean that yeah. they don't accept you but it's just you also being respectful enough of that person or of what you share with that person to say, this is what is important to me. And like any other relationship, you make compromises if necessary. Yeah, but anyway. yeah I do agree with that, though. do agree with that. Okay. Uh, uh, so you saved that question for the last <laughs> <laughs> Smart okay. move, my man. Yeah. Smart move. <laughs> all warmed up. <laughs> okay. Um, guys, it's been a great show. Jamie, it's been really great having you here. Thank you. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank for you coming. so much for coming, Jamie. Um, Benji, thank you for joining me as well. It's been great. Yeah, my man. Um, guys, um, if you are not following us already, follow us on Twitter at GCR Free Your Mind, on Instagram at The Gold Coast Report, on Facebook, The Gold Coast Report. You can find us on Stitcher, Acast, we're on Acast now, um, TuneIn Radio, um, iTunes, Google Play as well. So yeah, just look for Free Your Mind and you have access to all our episodes. Um, Jimmy, wish you all the best, you know, the upcoming you. weekend, you know, with your work and all that. Um, the circumspect, you know, circumspect, you know, you're flying, man. You're flying. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been yeah. great. And yeah, so you guys should check, you know, you guys should check um, Jamie Law's blog out. Don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> Thank like, you yeah, so, so much. Uh, what's your, where can they find you, like on social media? Uh, so you can find circumspect, yeah. uh, circumspect.com. There's an E at the end of circumspect. Uh, just look for that on Twitter. There's an underscore after the E. Okay. Um, same thing on Instagram. On Facebook is just circumspect. And then Jamila, you can find me on Twitter, J Abdullah. 
um, and then J Abdullah on Facebook and Instagram, but the U is a V. Yeah, you heard her. The yeah. U is a V. On Facebook, on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, that's great. All right, see you guys next week. Oh yeah, guys, we're going on a break. Episode twenty. Um, so we'll be back in two weeks for episode twenty-one. So yeah, see you guys then. Bye. Peace. Like I